0: FFM Productions presents Two Wild Orchids, not your mother's podcast. Hello, my loves, it's Shawn Lee. So here's what we're going to do today. I don't know if you know, but I have another show called Learning to Love. It is short form content, which means each one of the episodes is really short. It's like less than three minutes. Now, you know Two Wild Orchids is the place to come for sex and fun, and Learning to Love is more than that. It's, it's where you come for relationship tips. And so if you're having sex and fun, which I hope you are, you're having some type of relationship with someone else. So I want to introduce you to this. So what I did is put together several Learning to Love episodes, which you're going to hear in just a minute. And then I want you to hear what you think. Now, you can listen to Learning to Love on whatever podcast player you have, or, and this is my favorite, you can actually put it on an Alexa skill or your Google home. You just enable it and bam on Alexa. It is enabling flash briefing. So you do that. And every morning you'll hear from me and who doesn't want more Sean Lee. All right, you guys, I will see you next week. I have so many fun episodes planned for you. I have the sissy whisperer that's coming. I have a sissy that's coming. And if you don't know what that means, you want to tune into it? Cause Oh my God. And don't worry, Amanda's still around. She and I actually were out at trapeze over the weekend and we have lots to tell you about that in an upcoming episode episode. So sit back, relax, and really listen to this Learning to Love. I have put together a collection I think you'll enjoy, but you want to stay to the end because I do have something real special for you. Hi, I'm Sean Lee, and this is Learning to Love from the Volley Network. You know, one of the things we really never talk about is what to do when you're arguing. I tell you how to avoid conflict. I tell you how to get out of it, but I don't really tell you what to do when you're in it. So let's talk about it. In all relationships, I believe you should have a fight plan. Like you know, planes before they fly, they have a flight plan so other things so other planes don't crash into each other. I think you need to have a fight plan, like a blueprint for a house. And in that fight plan, it should be a conversation between you and the people in your life. So if it's your family, then you sit down with your husband or your wife and your kids and you say, okay, here's what we're going to do when we're having a fight. We're all going to sit in this room. And this is the room that we're going to call, a friend of mine calls it her situation room. When we have a situation, this is where we sit and talk about it. This way you're not fighting in your bedroom. You're not making dinner a battleground. You're saying, okay, we'll take it to the situation room. And in the situation room, you have a discussion. Now, as part of that discussion, particularly for couples, you want to have, okay, here's what we're not going to do. We're not going to bring up old stuff. That's part of our fight plan. We're not going to call each other names. That's part of our fight plan. My husband and I have a fight plan. We try really hard not to curse in our arguments. If we're having a conflict, one of us will curse and immediately apologize. I'm sorry, I cursed. Because that's part of our fight plan. We don't want to say those things and be that way to each other. We want to have loving dialogues. So if you don't decide how to fight fairly in your fight plan, then, then you, you end up going off the rails and you say things you don't want to. And then before long you're, you're apologizing for things you didn't really mean. And so the other part of a fight plan that is super important is how you start the discussion. So if you start any discussion off, that sounds like this, you never do this. You always forget my birthday. You never, you never, you always, you never, you couldn't, why didn't you? Any of those are, boy, that's a hard start because the next thing that happens is defensive walls fly up and everything you're saying or they're saying is bouncing off of those walls. And now nobody is listening. So I encourage you to create a fight plan that works and a good way to do that is a soft start. Instead of saying, you never do the dishes, you could say something like, you know, honey, I've had a really hard day. Is there any way you do the dishes tonight? Just be soft about it. And maybe they'll say, no, I really would rather not. I'm tired too. And you say, okay, then maybe we can do together tomorrow. And then leave it. There's no reason to fight. At the end of the day, you're out for happiness. Find a way to support it. I know you can do it. Just soften. Make some good fight plans. Sit down with your partner. Draw them out today. It's so worth it. If you're in a new relationship, start now. Start before your first fight. Trust me, you'll be happy you did. If you'd like to talk more about fight plans, head over to Learning to Love in the Facebook group. All you have to do is go to facebook.com and put in the search Learning to Love Show and you're going to find us. But for now, I'm Sean Lee and this has been Learning to Love and I'll see you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Sean Lee and this is Learning to Love with the Volley Network. Recently, someone asked me, what causes relationships to break down? Now, everybody had an answer. that We were in a group. Everybody had an answer. Somebody said money. Somebody said sex. Somebody said... Lack of love, somebody said lack of respect, somebody like everybody had an answer. And I said, none of those are right in my mind. Now I'm the first one to say, I don't know everything, but I look for patterns. I'm really, really good at patterns. And so money fights, communication fights, um, sex fights, uh, not being respected fights, they all come down. Those are all the details, right? So if you can imagine that that you're in a field, and in the field, there are tons and tons of weeds. All of those things, communication, sex, not being respected, those are weeds. But if you can rise above the weeds and now go to the clouds and get the overarching theme, you're going to find the answer is control. The answer to every relationship problem is control. It's a power struggle. Think about it. If you're not getting enough sex, someone wants more, someone wants less. Power struggle. If you're fighting about money, someone spends more, someone wants to save more. Power struggle. Control. If you are not being respected, somebody wants more respect, somebody doesn't want to give it. Power struggle. Control. The thing that breaks down every relationship is the power struggle. It's that, it's that desire to be in charge when you don't have to be. So I've talked to you before about really getting a hold of your own value and your own egg and holding your space in that. And I'm going to encourage it even more now because now that you are standing in the clouds with me and you're looking at every argument you've ever had through that filter, really, arguments are just, you know, particularly with married couples, it's who can be the bigger victim first. It's control. It's a power struggle. Give up the struggle. If you are playing tug-of-war with someone on a rope, the way to win that game is to let go of the rope. That's it, let go of the rope. You don't have to control what they do on their end of the rope. You control your end, let go of the rope because it feels better to let go of the rope. Now that doesn't mean exit your relationship. It means exit the power struggle. And that doesn't mean letting everyone win. It means holding your space and doing you in a beautiful, solid way. You don't need anyone's permission to be you. I'm Sean Lee and this has been Learning to Love and I'll see you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Sean Lee and this is Learning to Love from the Valley Network. Have you ever considered that love is infinite? I mean, I think most people know that, right? But then they get in these situations where like maybe they're maybe they're they're spar- maybe okay, maybe they're in a situation where they have a boyfriend and their boyfriend has an ex-girlfriend and they're friends with that ex-girlfriend. Or maybe they say they're still in love with their ex-wife or they're still in love with someone. People think that love is finite and and that if they if they only love them, then there's plenty of love to go around. But what love really is, is kind of like love is kind of like breathing. And it's kind of like air. You don't worry that the air that you're breathing is going to run out unless you're in a situation where the air is going to run out. But for the most part, you just know that the more that you breathe, the more that you get to breathe. And the deeper you breathe, the deeper you get to breathe. And love is the same. So whether or not you're in a relationship with somebody where you're in a multiple relationship, like I'm an alternative relationship coach. So I handle helping people navigate non-monogamy, or maybe you're in a relationship with someone and they've got children and you feel like the children are getting more attention than you. What you have to remember is that the more that you love, the more that they love, the more that you get to love. And so it's not, it's never going to run out. And I get so, so frustrated with people because I see like on television, you know, there's these, you know, I've got to pick. I was watching, I don't know, some, some television reality show. And the girl's like, I have to pick between these two guys. and I'm like, why can't you love them both? Why can't you just love them both anyway? Just like you do your friendships, just like you do your children, just like you do your family. You don't have to narrow your focus if you don't want to. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that are not into non-monogamy and that's 100% fine. But even when we're talking about um, opposite sex friendships, if they're just friendships and you're comfortable and, and you know that you know who you are, forget who they are. All you can do is love everyone enough for you. And then they will return in kind. But if you start worrying and you start getting kooky and you start getting jealous, you start trying to control things, I promise you everybody's relationship is going to be a little rockier and nobody wants that, especially not us as we try to learn to love ourselves and the world a whole lot more. If you want more Learning to Love or you want to talk about this, go to facebook.com and type in Learning to Love Show and that is where you can find me and I'd love to have more conversation with you about any of this. But for now, I'm Sean Lee and this has been Learning to Love and I'll see you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Sean Lee and this is Learning to Love with the Volley Network. You know, I believe in unconditional love and what unconditional love means to me is loving without condition. What does that mean to love someone without condition? It means that you love them anyway. It means when they do something stupid, you love them anyway. It means when you do something stupid, you love you anyway. It means when someone is behaving in a way that you don't appreciate. You don't have to stay with what they're doing. You don't have to be present for it, but you can love them from where you are. So maybe you've had a relationship that didn't work out, maybe you got divorced that's okay. Like there's no judgment in this. I am on my second marriage and my husband is on his second marriage and we have a really strong, solid relationship that many people don't understand and they don't have to. But at the end of the day, I love him without condition. It does not mean, however, that our relationship is without condition we have made agreements in our relationship that this is how we would behave. These are the things that we would do. These are the opportunities that matter to us. And these are the things that are deal breakers. You can have a relationship that has its own set of structure and boundaries and conditions, but your love doesn't have to be. One of the people that I think is one of the biggest gift givers in my life is my husband's ex-wife. I love her. I love her dearly. I created a relationship with her in the very beginning, and they have no children. I wanted to get to know her because she is a person who helped make my husband who he is, and I also had this idea. If she fell in love with the same guy that I fell in love with, there's probably a pretty good chance we have a lot in common, and the day she said to him, I don't want to be married to you anymore is the day she gave me him. What a gift she gave me. So I encourage you, if you have been in a relationship and you're divorced or you're splitting up or you're whatever, find a way to fall back in love with the person that you married. That doesn't mean get back together. If it didn't work, it didn't work. But find a way to find that piece of you that loved them. I have an ex-husband. I will always love him. He was my first real love. He was my first husband. He is somebody we created a child together. He is not a bad guy. His wife is not a bad woman. Now, she and I don't see eye to eye, but that's okay. She must be amazing because we fell in love with the same guy. So think about this. If you are in a shared co-parenting relationship, your children are the result of your love. So find a way to fall back in love with the person that helped you make those babies because it's going to make your parenting relationship a whole lot easier. And if you are in a co-parenting relationship and it's a little stressful, send them this. Help them remember who you were. All of the other stuff is irrelevant. Maybe they cheated. Maybe they did this. Maybe they did that. Maybe they took all your money. Who cares? You're out of the relationship now. You don't have to go back into it again. But what you do have to do is find a way to work together. And I encourage you to do it with love. I'm Sean Lee, and this has been Learning to Love. And I'll see you again tomorrow. Hi, I'm Sean Lee with the Volley Network, and this is Learning to Love. You know, there's a lot of things in this life that I have rules about. Rules I didn't even know I had. I have rules on top of rules on top of rules, and I think the same is true for you. If you have rules that you don't even know you're running, then how on earth can you ever break the ones that don't serve you? So here's what I encourage you to do. I encourage you to think about something that's important in your life. Maybe it's an intimate relationship, maybe it's marriage. So let's talk about marriage for a minute. And let's look at what the rules of marriage are for you. Because if the rules for marriage are that the wife cooks every day and you're the wife and you don't have the same rule, then you can understand how you and your husband might have conflict. Or if your rule for marriage is the wife stays home and your rule is that I go to work every day, then you can understand where conflict would show up. So it's important that I think whether you're in a new relationship or a long-term relationship or you're married or whatever, that you look at the rules you have for the relationship because I think a lot of times what happens is people say, he should have done this, he used to do that, how come he doesn't do that for me anymore? And you know, men are doing the same thing going, how come she doesn't X, Y, or Z? And it's because the rules for the relationship have shifted. It's different when you're boyfriend and girlfriend and you're just starting out. It's different when you're boyfriend and girlfriend and it's a long term. And it's definitely different when you're married. So whatever your relationship is, make sure to check it. Check it at the door. What's my rule for this? How am I behaving because of this rule? And if you don't have an opportunity to look at your rules, then you never have an opportunity to change them. And when you change your rules, and I've said this before, it should always be whenever I. Don't change your rule to something like, when you do this, I do that, because then that takes away your power. But if you change your rule to something like, whenever I notice that I'm acting like my mother, I will change. If you use the words whenever I, it gives you back your power and lets you take control of the rules that you have, which is the only thing you can do anyway. So I'm Sean Lee, and this has been Learning to Love, and I'll see you again tomorrow. All right. So I hope you enjoyed getting to know, learning to love. Next week, I'm going to be back at the regular Two Wild orchid stuff. And next week I am having the Sissy Whisperer. You are not going to want to miss this. Amanda and I had so much fun with this interview. I can't even tell you. I learned so much about sissies. I didn't even know what they were. And then I also interviewed a sissy. So that's gonna be even farther out. So you wanna stay tuned in the next couple of weeks and see what pops up on the orchids. But in the meantime, the last learning to love that you just listened to was about rules. But I want to talk to you about raising your bar. I wanna to talk to you about getting over your broken rules and your broken agreements and your broken boundaries and how to set really strong ones. So on April 24th at 1230 Eastern time, I want you to join me on Zoom with Kate Cocker from Everyday Positivity. It's $27. If you do not get your value, I will give you your money back because that's how sure I am that you're going to love what I have to say boundaries, agreements, and rules. You totally want to join us. But in the meantime, you know how this goes. Next week, we'll be back with the Sissua Burr. But for now, I'm going to do me. I want you to do you. And together, we're going to do a really fabulous, fabulous us.